Hello, it's Kevin here. Hope you had a great week. It's Friday afternoon and just wanted to send you off with a kind of an overview on how to drive leads to your consultancy, how to drive opportunities to you overall. And I haven't really talked a lot about that. I've been very really focused on the business models and, and different ways to kind of handle and, and sort of package your expertise. But um, Michelle made a great point about, you know, a topic that might be worthwhile covering is, is around lead gen. And it makes perfect sense because at the end of the day, that's the, I mean, the, we don't have a business without, without leads and opportunities. It's one thing to shape, you know, leads into something. Uh, it's a whole other thing to, to attract them. So I think what I want to do is not only talk about a few tactics and we'll get into a few of those and those, this will be a little bit longer than maybe your average uh, recording, but I just wanted to kind of give a little bit of context before we get into some of the tactics. The main thing, and I've said this a few times, so I'm going to keep probably saying this is the, the thing that makes everything else more effective is being razor sharp with your positioning, with who you help and how you, how you help them. So I've talked in the past about doing two levels deep, both in who you help. So instead of you know, professional service providers, maybe it's lawyers, right. Or attorneys or whatever they're, whatever, whatever they say in your country. Um, so that would be an example of a sub market. And then how do you help them? Whether that's with marketing strategy, whether that is with SEO, pay-per-click copywriting, whatever. Um, uh, in my case, I do marketing strategy for co-working spaces. So, you know, and I'm just an, I'm an advisor, I'm not an agency. So I've, I'm kind of specific in terms of what I do for them. And it's, that's a pretty specific subgroup within the real estate category. So that's kind of how, you know, you're sort of in the right direction is when you're two levels deep, either in what you do or who you do, who you do it for, um, and how you do it, I guess would be the, the kind of the way to describe that. So ideally though, when you're thinking about your positioning, you're thinking, first of all, where do I have a natural advantage going into it? So when I was getting into the co-working industry, I'd already worked with a client for a few years. I'd gotten great results. They're a fast growing company, um, profitable. And I had, you know, basically some great case study with them and great experience. And then I'd built a different website for another flexible office, uh, business as well. And, and I was thinking about, you know, dipping my toes in because what I did was I analyzed my best clients and I kind of got smaller and smaller. I started doing everything for everybody. Then it was B2B service providers uh, after analyzing my best clients. And then after a while I was like, you know, my best client is this co-working space. Maybe there's a way that I can specialize further because I knew and through learning that that's the best way to run your, your business, uh, especially as a consultant. And it's not just theoretical, like it actually ends up being that way. And you'll see this as I go through the rest of my marketing plan, why that's so important in terms of the, the specificity. So what do you have an, an existing advantage in? Can you go two levels deep, both in the industry or who you help or the problem you solve or the way you help, the way you help them? That's going to be kind of your first port of call. Once you have a hunch in mind, you have a built-in advantage, you, you know, you've got some case studies and some experience under your belt. Um, and if you don't try to accrue some of those without maybe focusing on them completely with your position get a little bit of experience on your belt. And then what I did was start a side, a whole side site. So if you have a site under your personal name, that could be maybe, a, you know, it could continue keeping the way it is right now. And then what I did was I created a whole brand outside of my name uh, that is specialized in that industry. And that, that allowed me to kind of branch into it and test the waters without affecting my core business, which was, which was a little bit more general at the time. So um, when you're getting into it, you've got the natural advantages, you've got two levels deep on what you do and how you do it. The other thing then is, is deep research. So the way to really get into an industry is to do a whole ton of research. And I know that, um, I know that others in this group are kind of in that phase right now. They're interviewing people and talking to, um, their clients and getting introductions to other people like in that industry. And, you know, some people are finding communities where service providers that serve that industry are hanging out and there's people that have podcasts. So once you start seeing that and you're, you're seeing that there's like an under 
cover hidden ecosystem and infrastructure that already exists where these people are hanging out with full of people that are serving the community, uh, serving that industry, serving that audience, uh, as well as people that are in that audience. Once you start to see that, then you know you're kind of onto something if you can find these places. So the ways, the places that I look are things like communities, podcasts, uh, and then, um, you know, who, who are the guests on those podcasts? Can you get those into, and I used an air table for this, but you can use like a notion document and, or like a Google doc or like literally a piece of paper, whatever, whatever works for you. But, um, communities, podcasts, conferences, who, who speaks at the conferences, who speaks on the podcast, who's in the communities, who are the key players, books, what books are people reading related to that industry and go on to Amazon or look it up uh, on Google ebook slash industry. Um, what reviews are people saying? What things are they saying about the book and what, you know, what, what is interesting or valuable to, to people leaving reviews? And sometimes there's a little bit of gold hidden in those as well. Who are the other consultants or service providers for that industry? So who else is selling to that market? Um, are there service, are there software, you know, SaaS companies out there that can also be a very big sign that there's more than enough money in that industry. Generally speaking, the industry can afford, can sustain, like, unless it's some, unless it's some really kind of poor, poor industry, there's going to be enough money to, to, to work with consultants as long as you can put together some services and, uh, and, and products that work well for them. So, uh, who are the, who are the consultants, service providers, software providers, and this stuff's going to become more important later on as well, because you're eventually going to build relationships with them and, and that's going to help with your marketing like a lot. Um, what are the products that they buy? What are the pains, problems, and questions, you know, that they have, um, and really getting clear because the more you can answer pains and answer problems and questions, the, and the better you do that, the more you will attract people through your marketing and, and the, the better everything, literally everything else will be in your business. So I, d- I did a ton of research. I had like 150 like examples of like a bunch of these things. Like I had a huge spreadsheet and I liked Airtable at the time. I would probably use Notion now, um, but it, whatever, it doesn't matter as long as you have a place and going through that process as well teaches you to really internalize and, and empathize with their situation. So it's really crucial that you can, you can do that and you really understand what's going on with your target market because ultimately like you can't outsource that. Like sure you, you could outsource that, but the, the assimilation that happens by going through that process yourself is going to be the thing that makes you a better consultant and more empathetic and better at your job. So doing that deep dive research and really mapping out that whole ecosystem uh, for that target market is going to be essential. So once you have that idea of your positioning and you've done a ton of research, now you can now you know what kind of positioning to, to create. So for me, it was I help co-working spaces get full, um, and you know because that was sort of ultimately the end result that I was helping them achieve. And I had all these lists of questions and pains and comments and questions and like pain, whatever, like all the different things that they were going through problems, and the context around those. And then I started creating content on my blog about that. So because I had a separate blog, I didn't have to worry about it muddying the waters with my main thing. So, um, uh, so I had an existing advantage, competitive advantage. I went two levels deep. I, you know, went deep into the industry and studied it and learned about it. Um, built relationships. I started, I asked my client to make introductions. Anyway, this is all kind of con- like, like context for the rest of the tactics. And I think you were coming looking for tactics, but my point is that without really a good sub-level targeting in terms of who you help and what you do for them, it's going to be really hard. To, like, you know, if you're, if you're doing professional service providers and now you're looking for lawyers, accountants, doctors, like, I don't know, whatever all the other things are, brokers, like, you know, real estate, like there's so many different ways 
you know, that someone could sell professional services and yes, you could help all of them, but it becomes really, 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 really difficult to be in all these different communities to, to identify the pain, to have the context of all these different things. Um, so the more specific you can be, the more, the more, like the more, the more actual opportunity there is for growth. Um, frankly, because then when you go and, and create your, your website, like imagine I had a real estate website and I said, I can help you fill your commercial real estate versus I help you fill your co-working space, entirely different value propositions. Uh, one would be, yeah, they would just be like one is super broad relatively, or even just, yeah, one is, one is broad, um, which commercial real estate might be a bad example because it's specific enough to be a business. But, um, but yeah, once you're in co-working, it's like, boom, like that, it feels, it feels like you've just spoken to me if you're a co-working, uh, space. So, uh, when I go into these communities and when I do all these pains and research, I then put that into my website and I turn that into my website, copy my value proposition. I then, um, uh, yeah, then like every single thing aligns with their needs and desires. So that's, that's kind of the context. So the better, the more, the more sharply you position yourself, the more effective everything else is going to be. It's like if you were, you know, cutting through a bush in the Amazon, would you rather a super sharp machete or, um, like, uh, I don't know, a wiffle bat or like a big, big old, you know, blunt object. Like one thing is going to slice through and the other thing's going to, you're going to be stuck and, and working really hard. So it makes everything easier, the more sharp and pointed your positioning is. And it's hard to do that. And I totally get that. And that's why I kind of recommend spinning it off on this, on the side and doing it as a side thing and getting really narrow and really focused with it just on that, on that side. So that's that. Um, with that in mind, what is my kind of lead gen strategy and what's worked for me? So frankly, this year I've been doing a really terrible job of marketing myself. My, my once COVID hit, I was, I started, I immediately started doing webinars, I immediately started helping clients understand that their job was to basically stay in business, to preserve the cash flow, but also to, to be focused on continuing with their marketing and continuing to build an audience and continuing to, to focus on, on the fundamentals, um, as low cost and efficiently as they could so that they could weather the storm. And many of them have, but what happened then was a couple of clients who were just starting co-working spaces, uh, shut down with me and a few more filled their spot. And I've been booked ever since, which means it's been really hard for me to continue with my marketing. But what I was doing and what I do now to a lesser extent is really simple actually. So uh, the, the main thing is that I, um, I, uh, I, I write often on my blog. I have a, like a, a newsletter that people get notified every single time I write a, a post and all roads lead to Rome. So no matter what I do from here on in, everything leads to that email list. In fact, my whole homepage on everspaces.com is lit, just an opt-in form. And then there are some links at the very bottom uh, where you can explore services and blogs and like read stuff. But it's like, that's the, it's sort of almost like a squeeze page and there's nowhere else for you to go. Now that, that may not be like that forever, but that's what's worked for me. And, it, and it's driven several hundred uh, subscribers. I think I'm at like 600 subscribers now. So not like tons, but not nothing considering the industry. <laughs> and that email list uh, is my lifeblood. So when I go into webinars and I do all these other things elsewhere, uh, I drive everyone back to that to that mailing list. And that's where I'm like, look, that's where my best content is. I used to write every day, but you'll get lots of bite-sized tips. I keep it short. I try to focus on one topic, one article. That way people don't feel overwhelmed by a whole bunch of ideas in their emails. They just get one short email. And that's sort of the crux of it. Now, how do I get people to that email list? And this is where this is where that specializing helps because I'm actually able to do webinars for all kinds of people. I do webinars for the, the software companies that serve that market. I do webinars for the associations. I do webinars for the conferences or I've spoken at conferences. I've done paid training workshops for 
like co-working spaces in in Denver and other places. Um, there's different groups out there. Like there's like there's like collectives and different groups of co-working spaces that um, that I've done seminars and webinars for as like either free or paid training. So it's a you know you can only really do that when you specialize in that industry. Like if I focused on real estate, I don't know if I'd be able to have so many inroads. I don't think I'd have been featured on podcasts and and all that good stuff uh, if I was more of a general. Um, say commercial real estate uh, marketer, although maybe, maybe, but you know, it would have been a little bit harder. So, uh, or if I was a real estate marketer, for example. So, uh, the more specific you are, the more, the more your tar- your 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 content, and also your IP, the way you do work, becomes highly t- tailored and highly like attuned to their specific needs, and then everything about your your language becomes like super wrapped up in in how they describe their clients or customers and, and how they describe their situations or context. So it's everything becomes just like really natural. Whereas as soon as you try to broaden it too much, it becomes very flat and very bland. So that's not ideal. So, um, my whole strategy is to sort of be everywhere. The only way you can be everywhere that your clients might be is to, to focus on a small enough uh, industry that you can literally show up in as many places as possible and your clients will be there. So that means for, for me, for example, I would go into, um, I like literally, you know, there's, there's like coworking resources.org and they have a list of preferred consultants. I'm in there. I'm in the, one of the uh, recommended kind of partners for the global workspace association, which is normally a paid thing, but I did some free consulting for them and, and they've, they've got me in there and I'm kind of like their go-to marketing person. Um, so I'm in like all the association places. I'm now going to go into another one, uh, another kind of co-working conference and be more of a part of that community and, and provide resources that, that their members can download. And, uh, and then now I've basically got free exposure right to my target market. Again, I couldn't do this if I wasn't specialized. So this is why that all that stuff you do in advance is so, so, so important because you're like, you're like crisp, like you're the only person who like crisply focuses on this one specific thing for this one specific market and everyone needs more clients. And as a marketing consultant, that's what you do best. So, um, so highly recommend like putting yourself out of your comfort zone and finding that level of specialization such that you feel like, oof, like that, and they're, you're a marketing consultant, so you're not even an agency. So that's, that's where you also differentiate. You become an advocate for your clients. You have a system that they can follow and you can help them with and all kinds of benefits to that. So webinars, uh, for associations, conferences, software companies, other groups, other consultants. So like I've, I, I sometimes join, you know, uh, group coaching programs for other consultants who focus on the operations side. And that's why being a marketing consultant, not a coworking consultant overall is a good thing. Cause I get to have my kind of my lane and I get to then partner with people who are serving that same audience. And that's helped grow my group coaching program and, as well. So, uh, all those things really matter. So it is very much a relationships game. You do want to connect with people on LinkedIn that are in, involved in that ecosystem. You want to be complimentary. You want to give. Uh, you don't want to ask You know, too much. You want to just sort of um, engage with their content, share their content, you know, as much as you can, just, just be a good kind of, uh, follower. And, and therefore you build those relationships through goodwill and reciprocity, uh, which, you know, leads to referrals and other stuff. Obviously you want to be good with good at your job. That's going to be crucial. Um, but, uh, and then, yeah, like, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, your email list is where people go. They read your content, they get familiar with your, with your style and, and what, and you know, if, you, if your content is good, they'll resonate with that. Um, you'll have, you know, at the bottom of your emails, you can have what's called, I think Taki Moore calls this a super signature. And, uh, and basically what it is is like, Hey, when you're ready, here are five ways you can, you know, work together. And one of them is like, maybe download your book. Another one is one-to-one coaching or whatever. Another one's group coaching. Another one's your membership. So you can have like this thing. So that just appears at the bottom of every, 
uh, email and, and that's just kind of there. So you write your emails and then, oh, by the way, here's what we have in case, you know, if you're ready to take a next step. Now they won't take action on that, but it allows you to keep your emails focused on content. And the PS is where that goes, um, is where the, uh, the, uh, like the selling happens, but the email doesn't feel selling. It kind of feels like kind of like an ad at the bottom and people see it over and over again. And eventually they, if they're ready to, you know, sign up, they, they start paying more attention to what, what services do they have? You do you have available and all that good stuff. So super signature with your email, all roads lead to email road, all, all roads lead to your email address. Uh, you want to have a be everywhere strategy. The only way you could have a be everywhere strategy is to, is to be, um, is to be in a small enough kind of market and a very specific enough market. Ideally something you've got a competitive advantage in or some sort of built in advantage in. And then you have a product ladder of some kind that has, you know, a scale that people can, can uh, ascend to and really you want to map your services to your client's specific situation uh, as much as you can. Like I've got one for multi, like five plus locations, one to five locations, and then, uh, and then a swath of smaller product type services for, uh, for the, for the small guy who just wants a one-off, you know, product or whatever. I've also got a membership. So like there's kind of this product ladder, but the top tiers are basically what size co-working space are you? And therefore what, what plan is right for you? Um, so it's really about them and their situation, which allows you to really, 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 really hone in on like exactly how you help them. And through the process of going through, uh, proposals and all of your research, that's where all that research comes back into play because you get to talk about like, is this your pain? Is this your pain? Is this your pain? Is this your pain? Well, what if you could uh, do this, 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 and this as a, as a result? And the better you've done your research, the better you know your target market and the more, the more focused it is on there on like specific, um, subgroups like size of the company or, or whatever, uh, the better those services will resonate and the more likely you are to sell them. So, um, that's kind of the whole game plan. You know, you got to publish a lot of content, uh, research is key. So just from the top, have a really sharp positioning, two levels deep, something you have an advantage in already, uh, do a ton of deep research on communities, podcasts, conferences, presenters, consultants, books, read the reviews, uh, other service and software providers, other groups they hang out in, um, products they buy, pains and problems and questions that they have. Uh, and from there, you want to use all that information to, to build out your product ladder or your service ladder, to write content, to have a very kind of crystal clear idea of what it is that they want and the, and the words they use to describe their pains and problems. And then you want to try to be everywhere and you want to do that through content uh, through showing up, basically Googling like as if you were looking for a consultant like you, what, what turns up, what can you find, what places can you get ranked on? Can you, should you be doing SEO? There might be a chance that you need to be doing SEO as well, but trying to be everywhere. And the only way you can do that is if you're in a small enough thing to begin with, um, reaching out to people, building relationships, offering to help associations or groups with, with their marketing for free. If you need to, in exchange for maybe access to their, you know, to to their audience on occasion. But um, yeah, I mean, that's sort of what worked for me, like, but everything, all of that feeds back to the email list and that email list then has the super signature and that super signature does the selling for me. So my emails don't have to be selling at all. It can be pure content, pure giving away stuff. Occasionally I'll do free webinars for people on my mailing list just as a way of showing them my style and getting, getting them familiar with my voice. Um, <clears throat> but that's it. That's kind of the crux of it. There's probably more to it that I'm not thinking about. Um, but yeah, just to reiterate once more, the, the clearer you are up top, the more, everything else will become easy. So I hope that helps. Uh, but I'd love to hear your questions. I'd love to hear if people are doing other stuff. I haven't even talked about ads. If you notice, I think I might do some ads in the future, maybe, but right now I'm booked solid. So this little, like you only need 10 clients and you know, or less and, uh, maybe some group coaching stuff if you want to feel like fill your, your pipeline a bit, but 
it's uh, you don't need a lot. So your marketing program should be simple. It should be focused on whatever content is going to resonate with your target market in whatever format's going to work for them. But there's things like video, there's things like ads, there's things like creating your own podcast. There's so, so much you could be doing outside of that stuff. So uh, we'll talk about all of that at some point, but just wanted to give you a high level overview. I hope this helps. If it has, let me know in the comments and uh, let me know what else you're doing because I'd love to share these ideas with the rest of the group. All right. Thanks so much and uh, keep your questions coming. Bye for now.